This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the program. We started live at 12.05. If you just joined us, where were you then? Come back every Saturday. Uh, my guest today, Lauren Thomas, began writing The Modern Hippie Table uh, after her journey as a lifestyle blogger inspired a philosophy of empowering women and reinventing their passion for the home. And it, it includes kitchen as a, a the, mm-hmm. prim- the primary uh, room in the house. And it should. And it, it, I think... You know, Lauren, I, you've done it, I imagine. I did it as a kid, and we tried to do it with our kids, even though my wife and I both worked, and I was gone a good bit flying around the world. Uh, but there's nothing more important than that time that uh, we sit down at the dinner table. That's right. And if you, That's right. You know, and and you, you, you ask people who, you know, kids, kids just <laughs> – they they don't get enough of that these days, and uh, you know there there's such a lack of it lack of that in the world. And when my kids' friends come over, you just see them gravitate to our home because they know that we all sit down and and, and talk together. And that's really kids sometimes their only chance to be seen and heard. And yeah. you know it's it's um <laughs> it's such a busy world out there today. And uh, I just really really believe. This is like a game changer. If if your kids feel important at the table, I just think it changes the world. You know, yeah. one family at a time. Well, and then it, it exposes them to different tastes and textures and food items. And for for sure, for sure. I mean, I didn't make a separate meals. Yeah. It was you know this is what we're serving, and this is you know this is what's on your plate, and this is what you're getting. But it did it did allow for a diverse palate for for my kids for sure and we we did the same and it was so surprising when we had multiple kids at the dinner table other than ours they they all want yes. just like you they wanted to stay it smelled so good in the house and everybody was happy to sit down and 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 pe- some of these kids i mean we served food items to kids that there was their first time to have broccoli their first time mm-hmm. to have salmon yeah. Their first yeah. time and, to and have also lamb. Kids that, yeah. Oh, for sure. 
For sure. And sometimes I, you'd have the kids sort of like look around the table the whole time, like, whoa, the, the whole family's here. Yeah. What, what, you know, or, or, or they come in, oh, there's flowers on the, t- there's flower in front of my seat. Yeah. What, what, what's the occasion? And it's just, you know, every, every meal, I love just using nature. We live in Florida, South Florida. So we've got a lot of palm fronds and sea grapes and we live in a coastal community. So it's just so simple and easy, but so special to, you know, um, decorate your table using those seasonal things. You don't have to have cabinets full of hoarded, you know, (laughs) (laughs) decorations. I love using seasonal foliage. And no matter where you are, there's always pine cones or um, so. So it's just it's just so uh, doable and fun to to do this and then to, to 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 have the benefit of seeing how how people feel when they're at your table. Yeah, especially when it's uh, unexpected and oftentimes yeah. today it is. Um, let's talk about some food items. Food, got, food. The cover photo. Uh, I trust you had a professional photographer, or is that you? <laughs> I actually have a great professional photographer, um, Christy Horst. She's in uh, South Florida. But um, there's a funny story behind this book. I have never published a book before, and I decided one day that I was going to because I was sick of cooking out of my, you know, three-ring binder of of <laughs> recipes uh, from all the family all the years. And so I said, well, I don't know how to do it. I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna do it. Why should it stop me if I don't know the right process? So I I found the best food photographer in Florida and I hired her and I she told me about a stylist I hired him and I shot all of my food before I even wrote the manuscript Whoa. which is so backwards <laughs> but it ended up being the most amazing thing because I wouldn't have been found by my publicist had I not had some of these incredible photos of food that I made and that you know, in my kitchen and that cover that that's my dining room table. So I think the cool little tidbit lesson behind that, that is even if you don't always know the right way to do something, it shouldn't stop you from starting and trying. So um, that charcuterie boards are like my thing because also in a previous uh, era, I was an artist. Um, I went to school for painting and I always have loved um, playing with food and, and designing. And so um, that charcuterie board is, is um, you know, there's roses on it. There's some beautiful just uh, foliage. Yeah. Uh, there's some, let's see, I'm looking at the cover. I've done so many. So, oh, there's some lavender. And not everything on the on the charcuterie board has to be edible. It's It, it can be a beautiful composition of, of um, you know, <laughs> Uh, roses or you know um whole fruits instead of edible fruits it's just there there really are so many endless possibilities well and this would be a suitable picture for framing and and it's just so well done (laughs) it's just really complex and pretty and it's such a great Uh, way to start a dinner party if you know it is right i mean people just it's a conversation starter they just people you get people together around food and you just there it it just that's i just love bringing people around and just having good conversation now did you see my dessert board did oh, you uh God, yeah i'm a chocoholic yeah, 
So that was about <laughs> well, the second chapter. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to try the donuts, which are on that dessert board. Um, the My vegan chocolate, baked chocolate donuts are oh. so delicious. It's like the most moist cake donut. And, um, you know, again, I had <laughs> I had made donuts, uh, and I love using dried uh, rose petals for my sprinkles. And so I, I just started de- designing this board and, um, you know, one thing led to another and I had beautiful small little uh, spray roses in my kitchen. And, you know, it's just, I, I love, I love creating with food and it's so fun to demo these and to teach people how to do them and not be so intimidated by, by them. Yeah. Well, you did it. The first section, setting the scene, goes into a lot of the things that we've kind of touched on here as we cruise through this uh, first part of our chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, breakfast, appetizers and snacks, uh, charcuterie boards. We just did that. Pretty fun. Uh, salads, uh, main dishes, and that's where I spent some time. I told you I was looking for something to, to fix tonight, and we still haven't decided mm. yet, but... It's going to be something out of the book. Uh, well, I don't know if you're football people, you know, but yeah. <laughs> my my burgers are pretty good. And speaking of burgers, one of the fun things that that I loved about creating this book is there's a there's a really fun section called Girls Can Grill, mm-hmm. and it was sort of a tribute to Rosie the Riveter, you know, um, that you, typically the men take over the grill, and I get so frustrated that. My husband, we've been married 20 years and he still can't cook my meat right. So <laughs> I said, okay, I am going to, I'm going to take over this. And so there's a, there's a section on called <laughs> girls can grill and it's a, a, you know, an intro on how to, on the grilling basics and, you know, how to get the temperature right. And, um, and then there's also my juiciest burgers are just like, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the secret is is really just taking pieces of of the buns for the burgers and mixing them into the meat and and the that bread once it cooks on the grill it it just absorbs the juices so even if you like your burger medium well it's still juicy yep. and uh, ugh, they're just delicious now I want one yeah me too um, and then you've got a whole section on sides and they're you know, it, it, there's a few common things that most people have probably had right, at one time or another. Right. But there's a lot of creative ways to do it, and 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 that makes it fun. A great dessert section, in addition to the dessert uh, board that you put together. Uh, and then you got a section on drinks, and this surprised me. Uh, you know, for me, I probably would have put for me, I probably would have had more wine stuff. But you have some mm-hmm. really great drink recipes, and then you also have, you know, you talk about whiskey. and uh, I do. You must be, I, I am, if it's not wine, it's bourbon for me. Yes, yes. Well, what's funny is that, you know, well, everyone knows that whiskey is considered a gentleman's drink. It has been for ages, right? But no one really knows the reasoning behind it, including me. And so I, when I did some research, it's, um, you know, women used to be burned at the stake for selling whiskey during the Middle Ages. And it was really over the years and the centuries, it was considered 
um, you know, it was sold at brothels and it was associated with infidelity. <laughs> and so, when, you know, and, and really that's the evolution behind it being called gentleman's drink. And so many, you know, drinks like martinis and even sometimes wine have been, um, you know, associated with female drinkers. But the reality is over 30% of whiskey buyers in the U.S. are women. And so I just wanted to put a little section in there, you know, not so much talking about the history of it, but just how to use your senses to to taste and drink anything that's fine, right? And you being a sommelier, I mean, it's you, it, it just... I don't care if it's fine, the finest tequila or the finest wine or the finest whiskey or gin, everything that that's just plain in its pure form deserves all of your attention and your senses. And um, I think we've gotten so much into the mixed drinks that we sort of forget that sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's, well, whiskey has become so popular for males or females. Uh, yes. I'm leading a, a uh, heading up an auction package for our um, our opera here in Wichita that uh, my heart doctor asked me to do that uh, he's invested a lot of money in really fine bourbons and he's going to have 12 or 15 people over and uh, I'm going to chat about the mm. bourbons and but when I saw your modern Manhattan recipe it made me think of my mom that was her drink but the yes. I- the idea that you use brandied cherries uh, mm. In addition to something, you know, yes, the basic recipe is the same pretty much for everybody, but that just makes such a difference, not only in presentation, but such a difference. In, so I, in fact, I'm now I'm now a Manhattan snob. If, if I, <laughs> I when I go when I go out, if I I will survey the bar, and if 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 they don't have the brandy cherries, I'll I'll choose something else. Yeah. But it really is. It's just oh, you just kind of feel like you're you know, back in time, you know, when you have a drink that's uh, um, with those cherries. And I like to, when I put them on a skewer, I like to just um, take them right out of the jar, you know, and, and some of the juice just goes into the drink and it's mm. like, ugh. Yeah. you can't imitate that with a, with one of those maraschino. Oh, not even close. No. Uh, it's a whole <laughs> different ball game. Um, uh, you, you, you've got a nice blurb on two things that I love to discuss with people uh, neat or on the rocks. And then on your on the rocks, you've got, it looks like a clear ice uh, square cube from clear, mm-hmm. my friends at clear ice that make a, the ability to create those at home. I'm kind mm-hmm. of a neat guy. What are you? Oh, I'm a neat girl. See that? I, a neat guy and a neat girl. That's, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, really and truly, the, the you know, if my favorite is like a Japanese, a Japanese whiskey, like a you know a smoky, um, and just opening it up with a drop of water, um, because you know I know all the rage are these big you know square cubes or round cubes, which I love too. Yep. Every now and again, because especially being in how you know South Florida, yep. but you know those melt too. So I don't like ice cubes in my wine. Um, <laughs> I don't like ice cubes typically in my in my whiskey. Um, so yeah, I'm an, I'm a neat girl. Well, uh, you know I I have to be careful. I must admit I have a wine drinking arm, and if I have bourbon in a glass, my wine drinking arm sometimes has muscle memory, 
Uh, yeah, that's that. That is that is very true. Yeah, that pretty. is very true. But but it goes back to the you know if somebody puts a plate of food and a mound of spaghetti on your plate, you know you we tend as Americans to just eat, eat it. it all. Eat it. And if someone puts a little sized portion of spaghetti on your plate, we eat it all. So but the person who has that self control over the way that they consume that big mound maybe they choose to eat it all maybe they don't maybe it's slow and that's yeah. how i love to drink my my neat whiskey is i really savor every sip and it as you know it's in and out of your breath and your nose oh. and sometimes it's overwhelming you just have to let it out sometimes i feel like a dragon like breathing fire because i'm just like that was a little too much for all my senses you know and so it's really a, a it, I enjoy that one little glass so much and 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 that it, I know that's a gift to be able to exercise that control but it's just such an intentional um conscious way to consume anything well and and it's it's true because the aromatics from wine turn me on the aromatics from bourbon are a great treat mm-hmm. and then when you fix a beautiful dinner and you sit down and the kitchen has smelled like two or three different things all blending together, and you sit down with the plate in front of you. Sometimes the visual and the aromatic is almost as fun as the, what you put on your fork. That's right. And you got right. the it, towards the back of the book is meet the neighbor's menu, and uh, yeah. it talks about setting the scene and and the food items and uh, everything right up through. Yeah, so the, the, those menus are sprinkled throughout the book, and they're basically just for uh, people like me who used to grab a recipe out of a, a of a cookbook and then say, "Okay, great, I have this, but now what do I make with it?" So this really kind of takes all of that, um, you know, pressure off, and it's just kind of like a guide to say, "Hey, you know, if you're having a backyard thing at your house." turn the page here and make a goombay punch and then oh, yeah. your, you know, my pizza dip and the, um, you know, and, and then grab some corn chips and make the juiciest burgers. And, and then talks about how set to set the scene for each of the themed menus throughout the book, whether it's, you know, just for your family and, or, or, you know, meeting the neighbors. So That's I had fun with thing. that. I'll bet. The book is called The Modern Hippie Table. My guest, Lauren Thomas, is the gal who put it together. You need a copy. There's links at goodlifeguy.com. You can go direct to Amazon, knock yourself out. Uh, but I would suggest you start with uh, Lauren's website, themodernhippieway.com. She's on Facebook, Insta, and uh, you, you can find her. And uh, you'll be impressed. It's really good stuff. Lauren, thank you so much for all your time today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I enjoyed it. Well, you know, and by the way, you or your publicist signed you up with the best PR gal in our country. Yes, I know. I mean, she's she does incredible. such great work, and uh, she's incredible. Yeah. She has really challenged me. She's she's thrown me to the wolves, and and in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you. I, yeah, I saw your schedule coming up. The book comes out. Uh, what is it? October twenty fifth. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, but you can still pre-order, and oftentimes uh, Amazon will have it even a little bit before that. So, well, travel safe when you go out promoting, and I'm glad we didn't do a cooking demo, but I wish we could have. It would have been oh, fun. Oh, yes. would have been fun. Someday. I'll, br- I'll bring the wine. Okay. <laughs> or, or the bourbon, Thanks, or guys. both. <laughs>
Have a, That's right. Have a great weekend, Laura. We're going to give away a copy of the book now. All right, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. All right, folks. You need a copy. The Modern Hippie Table. It's so much more than what that might bring to mind. The cover alone is artwork. The, the words inside are gorgeous, and so is the photography. You want a copy? You know what you got to do. Call a number 5-316-869-1330. We take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Viva La Olive with Kim Miller. Don't go away. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.